Hi there, and welcome to the Simply Living For Him podcast. I'm Karen DeBuse from Simply Living For Him. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Simply Living For Him podcast. On this podcast, I talk about all things simple, whether it's life out here on our little hobby farm, how I keep things simple in my homeschool, or I just like to talk a lot about Jesus because I truly believe the remedy to clutter and chaos in this world is Jesus. The more we desire Him, the less we desire the things of this world, and the more naturally we'll be able to simplify. So I'm so glad you joined me for another episode. We had a little hiatus last week with the Easter week, and um, normally the podcasts go live on Friday, and I figured it was Good Friday, and I would just kind of keep silent for that day, and uh, hopefully you all were taking some time just to step away from the usual stuff. I know I did over the weekend. I was trying to step away just from any kind of work stuff or social media stuff. So I hope you enjoyed that little break and I hope you had a beautiful and blessed Resurrection Sunday and um, we're rejoicing, right? Because he is alive and our whole entire life is based on the truth of that day. So today I am back with a new episode. I'm actually getting ready to leave for Atlanta, Georgia this week. I'll be heading down to the Teach Them Diligently convention. By the time this podcast goes live, Lord willing, I will be there in Atlanta for the Teach Them Diligently convention. Really excited to speak again for um, Teach Them Diligently. This will be my third trip in six weeks now. First we did Nashville, then we went to beautiful Rogers, Arkansas two weeks ago. Absolutely love Arkansas. It's like my new favorite place. If I didn't live on my little hobby farm out here, I'd go live in Arkansas. Honestly, everybody I met there was like the nicest person in the world. So I just loved it. I keep saying it was like somebody stuck a big, well, it's not really a big, a air, an airport right in the middle of where I live. It looks just like where I live. So I was so comfortable out there. It was beautiful. It wasn't like I was landing in this big city. It was totally my speed. Um, so we had a great trip and it's always a blessing to meet so many people at the homeschool conventions um, that I speak at. One of the things that surprised me the most was so many people that I meet come up to me and the first thing they say is, I listen to your podcast. And I'm like, oh, that's so wonderful because I honestly do not realize sometimes how many people are listening out there. So If you see me at an an event this spring that I'm speaking at, please come up and tell me that you listen to the podcast. That encourages me. So anyway, before we get started, I do want to thank our podcast sponsor, Apologia. They are the sponsor of the Simply Living For Him podcast. Please visit Apologia.com. They have amazing resources for the Christian family. Um, Most homeschoolers know them for their beautiful science curriculum. They have a new health and nutrition curriculum coming out this spring. It is truly amazing. I'm very excited about it. I'll be using it myself with my kids. I've previewed it and it is just what I think um, is needed out there, especially for teenagers tackling some of those hard to discuss topics, but all from a biblical perspective. So I'm absolutely loving that new curriculum. So look for that soon. All right. So today we are going to talk about something that has been on my heart lately, and I've been kind of mulling this one over and I thought, you know what? I'm just going to do a whole podcast episode about it. First, I was going to write about it on the blog and then I was like, 
I probably won't get my points across. I'm going to just talk about it. And so that's what we're doing today. I'm going to talk to you about, you know, if you really want to simplify, there's one major question that you can ask yourself in everything you're doing. And I guarantee you, it's going to simplify things quite a bit. Um, So that is, does this behavior honor God? That's the question. Is what I'm doing honoring God? So let me explain this whole concept for a minute and take you back a little bit and why I've been mulling this over. So many of you know, I've talked about it on the podcast many times and in my blogs and videos and in real life, if you've seen me, um, that sometimes I can let anxiety get the best of me. I have definitely suffered with anxiety in highs and lows over the years. Sometimes it is not an issue and sometimes it can almost consume me. I must say in the past few years, it has really um, improved greatly, mostly because of my faith is always, you know, a journey and always growing and I'm always learning and realizing and getting closer to God and further away from that nasty little anxiety um, that creeps in. So there were years though early on that I was paralyzed at times by fear and anxiety and, um, you know, oftentimes um, not even over real things, you know, not like it was always over the what ifs, the what ifs. Um, So anyway, recently we were, you know, having some situations with traveling recently. I don't know if you guys know, if if you've been following on the blog or my videos or my Facebook or whatever, I'm telling you, I have a little snow cloud following me this season. We started out the speaking season going to Nashville, Tennessee. I wrote a whole blog post about how amazing that trip was for me after seeing how God worked. We were supposed to be snowed in. We had to go through a snowstorm to get out. Um, Please go over to, I will link the post in this uh, podcast episode webpage. Please go over and read that post if you haven't, because it was truly a miraculous thing that God did. And it was about so more, much more than the tangible thing that he did. Okay. So it, long story short, he literally had us go through this snowstorm, um, to get to where I was speaking in Nashville. And, um, you know, we were supposed to be snowed in, the snow was coming, the snow was starting, we prayed and literally the snow cloud like opened up and we went straight through it and we had no trouble. But it was not necessarily about the snow, because you know what? Life would go on if I didn't get to Nashville and didn't speak there, right? I mean, of course, I had a commitment to the convention, and I have to honor that commitment. But obviously, if I didn't get there, the convention would have went on. It wasn't like, <laughs> you know, it was dependent on me being there. So, you know, it to me, it was a big deal that that we did get there, and that just showed me that, you know, God really has this mission for you to accomplish, and if He wants you to accomplish it, He will do it. But looking back, it was about so much more. It was really a growing thing for me in my faith to honestly see that when God has you in His will and when you're following just trusting and and seeing that he will open the way even when it looks impossible, even when all the tangible things like the weather station and the radar are telling you you're going straight into a snowstorm, that he can literally, you know, um, open up a way. So it, it really helped me to see, because I have to say, before the convention, I was anxiety 
laden, okay? I was paralyzed by fear, like, you know, what's going to... I mean, I was going through every scenario of what could happen. And um, first it was, are we going to get the flu? Because the flu season, you know, all of you know out there was... Um, bad this year. And it was like everywhere you turned, somebody was getting the flu and it was all you heard. And, you know, it was just awful. And, and, and people were dying. I mean, it was scary. And um, so that was on my mind. I kept thinking, okay, you know, how are we going to go through flu season and not get sick when it seems like every single person is getting it? And so that's a normal, like, okay, let's take precautions. Let's take vitamins, tell the kids to wash their hands, you know, do all the normal precautions. And I'm just going to be transparent with you because I believe that's the only way to be. I would literally like spend way too much time on the CDC website, like constantly tracking the numbers and, you know, the numbers of flu in our area. And if you think back to that, it's like, it doesn't matter what the numbers are. If I get it, I get it. If I don't, I don't. Like, yes, it's good to be vigilant, but I was putting my trust in these tangible things. Like, well, if the numbers go down, then that means we're not going to get it. Well, that's not true because the flu is actually still circulating around here now, you know, and the numbers are low, but it's still there. So there's a difference between being vigilant and responsible and me taking it to the next level of, you know, uh, knowing all the CDC reports for the area. Then it was with the weather. They're calling on this big storm to come. So I'm like literally a meteorologist now because I will obsess over the weather. I'll read every weather discussion. I will, you know, go on all these websites. And I truly was putting my faith in the weatherman or putting my faith in the flu stats or putting my faith in all these tangible things instead of thinking, if God wants me to go to Nashville, I have no fear. I will go to Nashville. And he literally showed me that even what looked impossible, no matter how much I could be on that weather app, because as we left, we were going into a, on the radar, storm cloud. And it literally split. The cloud split in front of my eyes on the radar, and we went through dry land. It was amazing. So it was like... The crazy thing is we were studying that that whole passage, Exodus, at church during this time about splitting the Red Sea. I mean, it was just beyond. So anyway, um, what I'm trying to say is that worry, what, what I realized afterwards was because, okay, so, well, this is an, another thing. So two weeks later, we, we have that trip. We see him split the cloud on, you know, hallelujah, this is amazing. The next two weeks, I'm supposed to go to Arkansas. And this time I'm flying with my daughter, Grace. And lo and behold, another snowstorm is coming. And uh, another biggie, you know, they're saying a foot, two feet of snow. And oh, I was just beyond, my, like, I was like, okay. But at that point, I was like, all right, you know, if we go, we go. If we don't, we don't. Like, I realized after what happened. So the worry was a little bit less, but it was almost like laughable. Like, here we go with another one of these. And the day of the storm, so I was pretty relaxed about it. I was just like, I'm in God's will, whatever it is. If he keeps me home, he doesn't want me there. That's fine. But the day before we were leaving, we were leaving at five o'clock the next morning. The day before, all the flights at the airport were canceled. The snow was terrible. And it wasn't supposed to stop until about five in the morning. And literally every United flight was canceled out of Newark where we were flying out of. So I was like, oh my goodness. So I started a little bit of that panic again, even though I knew God wants me there. 
He'll get me there. But yet here I am on the Newark Airport website obsessing over the canceled flights and what the weather is like at the airport because it's not close to our house. It's over an hour away. And um, lo and behold, our flight got out without a hitch, even though every other United flight was canceled. And we were actually even early getting into Arkansas. So again, God showed up. So through these um, two situations recently, something actually stood out at me. Um, and I was like, this is really huge. It, re- it really was huge. So even though my worry and my anxiety has gotten better, it rears its ugly head, like I just said in those two instances, where I can get a little bit overboard and obsessed with these tangible things that I can't control. They give me a false sense of control, even though I know who is in control. Um, but I realized at one point, <clears throat> worry doesn't honor God. That behavior that I have or that tendency that I have to let the sin of worry creep in doesn't honor God. And I don't know, that may sound like a little thing to you, like, duh, yeah. But for some reason, it hit me. And it really made me realize I do not honor God with that behavior. And so it started this whole new thought process of, you know, really evaluating everything, not just my worry, but everything I do. Am I honoring God? Because our chief purpose in life is to glorify God in all we do. We are made in God's image and our purpose is to glorify him in everything we do. So in terms of living more simply or getting rid of clutter, getting rid of chaos. And like I always say, I believe Jesus is the remedy to clutter and chaos because the more you seek after the things of God, the less you seek after the things of this world, the less likely you're going to fill up your house with needless stuff, you know, with junk, and the more easily it will be to declutter because you're keeping your eyes fixed on him and not the things of this world. And when it comes to mental clutter, the more we think about him, the less we want to fill up our minds with useless information. In the age of information overload that we live in, and we're constantly on the internet or filling our minds with just so much information, when we fill up on God first, we don't really desire to know what everyone else is saying, if that makes sense, you know? If you have God's truth filling your mind, you're less likely to read every other internet article. You know, for me, and I'm just admitting it here, those times where I was, you know, on the websites for the weather or the the flu or whatever it was, I wasn't seeking after God. I was seeking after what does the world say about what's going to happen? And yes, it's okay to check the weather and be, like I said, be vigilant and say, this is a possibility that we may not go or it's going to be dangerous. Um, And to know that, okay, the flu is high in the area. Let's take precautions. But I took it way further than that. It wasn't just being precautionary. And I'm admitting to that sin and I've repented of that sin. And I've talked to God over and over about those sins. But So many times I do that and I realize my sin later and I apologize and I repent and I want to turn away from that. But this time when I really took to heart that that behavior doesn't honor God and my entire purpose in life is to honor God, I grieved for that. I was like, oh, like it took it to a whole nother level. And I have to say the worry has 
really dissipated so much since those times, um, those two instances. So praise the Lord for that. I am not saying I'm not going to go down that path again because I know how that works, but hopefully, you know, in this process, I can keep reminding myself when I tend to slip, does this behavior honor God? No. And my chief purpose in life is to honor him. Isaiah 43, 7 says, everyone who is called by my name, whom I created for my glory, whom I formed and made, he created us for his glory. And the world has that backwards. We think we are created for our own glory or our own pleasure or our own comfort. And does God want us to be comfortable and have a pleasurable life? Sure. But (laughs) does he also promise that we're going to have trials and tribulations and that he will work through them? Yes. And sometimes he is most glorified when we're at our weakest, when we're at our um, worst is when he can show up, right? So we have to remember that. Matthew 22 says, um, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul. This is the first and greatest commandment. He comes first every time, not love yourself first and then seek after the things of God, right? Matthew 6, 33 says, seek after his kingdom and his righteousness and all of these things will be given to you. So we have to look at everything we do. So not just worry, but especially if you're feeling overwhelmed or you want to simplify, do you feel too busy? Is your schedule overwhelming you? Ask yourself, am I honoring God with my time? Am I honoring God with the activities that I'm choosing to spend my time on? Am I honoring God with my schedule? Am I glorifying God in the things that I do? John 17, 4 says, I have glorified you on earth, having accomplished the work you gave me to do. I love this verse, and I feel like, This is a good one, especially for having a teenager who's going to go out to the world in the next year or so. She's going to be a senior already. God gives us work to do on this earth. And we glorify him through what we do. So this is an amazing one to think about for a teenager, you know, pointing them into the direction of, okay, my computer's making funny noises. (laughs) Sorry, some kind of alert just went off. Um, So... If we're looking at, you know, sending our children off into the world and they're, you know, bombarded with career choices and what do they want to do in life and da 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 point them to this verse. I've glorified you on earth having accomplished the work you gave me to do because that would be what I would want to look back someday and say I've done. I have accomplished the work that he gave me to do. So if you're looking into, you know, where do I go to college? What is my career? Okay, what are the gifts that God has blessed me with and how do I use them for his glory, because ultimately he is giving us work to do. And he is giving us a purpose on this earth to glorify him through our work, through our daily life, through our schedule, through whatever we are doing, whether it be for a career, ministry, family life, the things that we are doing, our purpose in that work is to glorify Him, not to climb the corporate success ladder and glorify ourselves. 
Not saying that somebody who is highly successful in corporate can't still be glorifying God. That's the very essence, though, of this question. Are you glorifying God in the work he gave you to do? Are you glorifying God in every single thing you do? It says in 1 Corinthians 10.31, whether you eat or drink, whatever you do, do all for the glory of God. I don't see any Bible verses that say do what you do for yourself, to glorify yourself, to make yourself feel good, to you know show off what you can do. Everything, everything we do has a purpose of honoring God and giving Him glory. So when I started to realize and I, like I said, this is one of those duh moments. Like, I think I've known this forever, but it didn't really, it didn't really like penetrate my heart until this one day when I was like, I know worry's wrong. I know it's my sin. I know this and that. But all of a sudden I was like, this does not honor God. And I love God so much. I don't want to dishonor him. And it doesn't honor him. So I start asking myself that question now all the time. When I, when I feel like I want to be snippy with the kids, when I'm feeling tired and I'm short-tempered, when I want to complain, does this honor God? You know, when I sit down at my computer and I'm ready to work and then I get distracted by Facebook or, you know, whatever it is, does it honor God if I start to look at that? You know, I was telling the ladies, um, well, and the gentlemen, because I have many men that come to my sessions as well at the homeschooling conventions. I gave a session on mental clutter. And I said, put the verse Philippians 4, 8 next to your computer so that, and I'll have you go look it up because I'm, so I'm really big on that lately. Like, you know what, giving people a verse and then saying, you go look it up. <laughs> um, so, you know, Philippians 4, 8, I'll just tell you in essence, will tell us what we should be filling our minds with. Put that verse, write it out and put it next to your computer. Put it as the lock screen on your phone because that will tell you exactly what I'm saying. Does this honor God? Are what you are what you are putting into is what you are putting into your mind honoring God? Are the things you're looking at on the internet honoring God? Are the things you're watching on Netflix honoring God? Are the things you're allowing into your mind which ultimately then can go into your heart, honoring God. Does this give God any glory? What it, you know, it changes everything. You'll simplify real quick because all of a sudden you'll be weeding out all of the stuff that doesn't honor God and that doesn't bring purpose for his kingdom. Okay. Now, yes, I'm going to admit we'll watch an HGTV show or, you know, like something that's just fun. And it might not be over there um, having this big purpose for God. But is it like messing with my mind? Am I watching the show and then feeling discontent because my home doesn't look like the show? Or is this just for entertainment value? Then great. You know, I can watch a lot of things and it's just for entertainment value. If there's anything in there that's sinful, though, and it's causing your mind to go in the wrong direction, it doesn't honor God, turn it off. With the internet, same thing. You'll find yourself on the internet much less if you ask this question because most of the junk out there is not honoring God, is not helping you to give Him glory. Everything you do should be giving Him glory. Glory. Ecclesiastes 12, 13 says, The end of the matter, all has been heard. For keep God and his commandments. This is the duty of all man. Right? When we bring it back to these truths of scripture, 
we can weed out so much of the distractions, so much of the junk that we are allowing in our lives. And for me, worry is of junk that I'm allowing in my life. So this one question that I started asking really just about worrying, you know, and then my thoughts has really turned into me trying to really evaluate everything in this matter. And it's not to say that I haven't done this before, but being much more conscious now, like that time when I feel like I'm going to say something that's not so nice to my husband because I'm tired and I'm snippy. And I stop and I say, that's not going to honor God. Leave it alone. Don't make a statement right now based on your feelings because you're tired and you're in a bad mood. Either don't say anything or say something that honors God. I'm telling you folks, it changes everything. It changes everything when you think this way. So what you fill your mind with, what you may do for you know a living, what you are filling your time with, what you watch on the internet, what kind of books you read, it, 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 who you speak to. Okay, ladies, gossip doesn't honor God. And I'm not, I shouldn't say ladies because men also contribute, but usually I'm speaking with ladies in these instances. When you're in a conversation and it starts to go down that road, I always say to my kids, would we say this if the person was in the room? If not, then don't say it. If you're starting to feel like somebody's going down the road of gossip that you're speaking with, change the subject. Ask yourself, does this honor God? Is God glorified in this type of behavior? Is God glorified when I speak in this manner? Because you know what? God is glorified when you change the subject and you are speaking lovely things and kind things. People recognize that. When you're just a gossip like everybody else and you go down that road of tearing others apart or just talking about others because it feels good in the moment, you look just like the world. But people notice when you're different and people will say, hmm, They don't like to gossip. That's different. That's very kind, actually. And then you can say, you know what? It's because I honor my God and I honor God. It changes everything. It changes how you speak. It changes what you do with your time. It changes what you allow into your life. And so this is a question. If you have trouble with clutter, you know, and, and you're, you're stressed out and, and you can look around your home and say, am I honoring God with my home and my belongings? Am I placing more value in these things than in things of God? It changes your perspective. Also, if you're out and you have problems with shopping, you're always bringing stuff into the house, right? The, mo- the people that complain about clutter the most are the ones that are still bringing in a lot of stuff as well. Do I really need these things? Is this really going to advance the kingdom in any way? (laughs) You know, like, what is the purpose? Is this just a quick feel good in the moment, buy something, and then, you know, two weeks later it's not being used or it's not purposeful? It doesn't honor God because then you've wasted your money, which is a gift from God, and we should be good stewards of our finances as well. So it always goes back to honoring God. And, you know, if you start asking yourself that question more often, you will see that simplifying is very attainable and you will want less 
of the excitement and the empty promises of this world and more of the true and lasting things of God. And your behavior honors God. And how you carry yourself out in the world, how you carry yourself in your home with your family. I mean, like I said, this is changing how I think. When I am with my kids, if I'm too quick to, you know, pick out something they're doing that's wrong, I'll stop and say to myself, how do I do this in a way that glorifies God? How do I discipline my child in a way that glorifies God? How do I point out things to them in love without constantly like, you did this wrong, you did that wrong, right? And say, you know what? I want my behavior to be a reflection of Jesus. And that's the ultimate way to honor God, to point others to him. And so I ask you today, when you are you know, struggling with something, if you start saying to yourself, how can I glorify God through this situation? It'll change everything. I would love to hear from you about this. If you um, feel the same way, if you have uh, questions, if you have discussion to add to this, comment on the blog post for this podcast over at simplylivingforhim.com. Comment on the Facebook pages, um, wherever you're listening, come on over and or even send me an email at karen at simplylivingforhim.com. I'd love to continue that conversation with you. If you're listening to this over there on iTunes or we just put the podcast up on Google Play, um, please rate and review it so that others can hear this message. But yes, this is the one question I want you to start asking yourself. Does this honor God? And is this fulfilling my purpose, which is to glorify God? So thank you for listening again for another episode of the Simply Living for Him podcast. We are getting ready for several more trips coming up this season to speak. Like I said, by the time you're hearing this, I'll be in Atlanta, Atlanta, Georgia, um, April 5th to the 7th to speak at the Teach Them Diligently conference. Then in um, May... The 17th to the 19th, I will be in Myrtle Beach speaking for Teach Them Diligently. May 31st to June 2nd, I will be in uh, Winston-Salem, North Carolina for the Thrive Conference for homeschoolers. So go check that out online. Then in July, you will definitely want to sign up for the Simply Living for Him Women's Retreat. It is for all women of all stages of life. I am getting so very excited about that event. And there is some um, future announcements for the future of the Simply Living for Him Retreat. So watch out for that coming soon. And then in August, I will be in Washington, D.C. I'm so very excited to speak at the Family Bible Conference in Washington, D.C. in August. So check out the website um, at Simply Living for Him for all of the updated speaking information. And uh, we have a new product. I'm going to keep it a secret what it is, but a new product is going to be released very soon for um, all of you. Steve, my husband, has been working hard with me to design a new resource to have available to you all at simplylivingforhim.com. So we're excited to see what the future holds for this ministry, and um, I look forward to hearing from you all. And until the next time, I wish you blessings and joy.